0: Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. Once again, we welcome you today. Uh, We're getting ready to bring a Sunday morning sermon. Today I am pastor evangelist Robert Venable, so I have always wore these two hats and acknowledged this dual calling to the body of Christ. Amen. I am a pastor of a church, but we have an outreach that has always reached out to others because we didn't want to be us foe and no mo. If you know what I'm saying, us for and no more. And we've got what we need, uh, and many churches are kind of a closed group, a clique if you please. We were never that. Our doors were wide open and we always taught whosoever will let him come, let her come and drink of the river of life freely. Praise God. So today we reach out to Christians to evangelize the church. Evangelist is not just for the lost as some say. The church needs evangel as well, for there are many in the church who I'm convinced, and many other pastors share the same conviction. There are many in in congregations throughout the world that are in church, but they are not in. Christ, there is a vast difference. Thank God they're in church where they can be called to come to Christ as their Lord and Savior. Some are drugged by their their loved ones to church and and almost made to go to church. As some like the businessman who got saved, that I heard his testimony that he 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 knew that that many he well he <laughs> he was a contractor and many of the the people. Who sold the lumber and the concrete and the blocks? They attended the first church in the community, uh, and he attended so he could affiliate with them and find some kind of discount. It was it was profitable for him to go to church. It wasn't because he was a Christian. It wasn't because he loved God. It wasn't because he f- was a follower of Jesus Christ. But today, a man whether you are in church, whether you are out of church, whether you were following Jesus closely but have drifted away, the name of our message today, the theme of it, and I feel strongly led of the Holy Spirit to bring this message, it is time to draw near. I want to give you one more testimony before we begin reading from Psalm 73. Listen carefully. There was, I was at a full gospel businessmen's meeting years and years ago. Heard the testimony of a pastor who came to Christ. He pastored in Philadelphia. Pennsylvania he went to Bible college he uh graduated with high honors he he knew the the theology of the scriptures he knew the doctrines and the creeds and the dogma he he, he knew the hermeneutics and the homiletics he knew all the stuff but he didn't know Jesus he heard a testimony in that particular full gospel businessmen's meeting of, of a jet pilot during the Vietnam War that was shot down and how he he went back to his roots. He went back to his childhood in Sunday school to recall scriptures. You know, Sunday school teachers mainly uh, sometimes babysit the kids so the moms and dads don't have to fool with them. And I'm going to tell you something. the word Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, according to the Scripture. And that's what it says of itself. And he remembered from his childhood scriptures that helped him get through that notorious prison where they were tortured and lived with threat of death every single day, the Hanoi Hilton. I grew up, I grew up before the Vietnam era, but uh, I grew up during the Korean War, and my uncle fought in that war, and then my uncles on my wife's side both fought in the Vietnam conflict, and some of my friends from high school died in Vietnam. Today, as we see wars and rumors continuing to escalate and come closer in their frequency, today... It is time to draw near to God. It is time to draw near to God. Let me make a statement to you today. If you're caught up in the falling away, if you're drifting with the outgoing tide, losing sight of the shore, it's not too late to return to our first love. It's not too late to return to God. He's waiting He will reciprocate. He says in the old covenant, draw nigh to me, and I will draw nigh to you. Today, there's a current away from God, and we are indeed upstream Christians in a downstream world. Today, if you and I want to to follow Jesus in a downstream world, we have to come out and be separate and not touch the unclean things that are offered us, that are exposed to us every single day in our culture. Christians are going to have to be genuine in order to stand. We can't be phony Christians. We can't be phony followers of Jesus Christ today. This is a call to commitment. It's time to draw near today. I worked for Tampa Electric for many years as I was bivocational, and I remember coming back in the wee hours of the morning after putting up some downed power lines after a thunderstorm. A Sunday school teacher uh, asked me uh, as we drove back, why is it? Why is it? He knew I was, I was a pastor. He knew I, uh, I, I, I was a student of scripture. And, and he said, can you answer me a question? He's a Sunday school teacher, but this is bothering him. And he's, it's the adult Sunday school class he's teaching. And he says, he said, Robert, he said, why is it that, that Christians many times are going through trials and tests and persecutions and, 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 and bad things happening to good people and, and the rich? and and the the sinful and and the pride filled and the powerful of the world they don't seem to be going through these things they 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 hire you know they hire the best lawyers they 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 get out of trouble because they have the money to pay uh, Why is it that they're prospering and and we're under such pressure. And uh, I told him, I said, "Well, let's when we get back in. Do you have your Bible? I have a New Testament. Uh, let's let's go back because it was the New Testament and Psalms. And we turned to Psalm seventy-three, and it is the context for our text today. It's time to draw near. It explains this disparity." between the wicked and the righteous, and it shows us very, very clearly how we have to quit envying the rich and the powerful and the sinful that seem to be doing fine while we are having trials and tests and problems and pressures. And it's a psalm of Asaph, And the question is real and relevant. This is not a foolish and unlearned question. This is a genuine question that needs to be answered. Listen to what he says as we get down to our text. He said, Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compasses them about as a chain, violence cover them as a garment." Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than their heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. Therefore his people return hither, and waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. And they say, How doth God know? And is there any knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly, listen, who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verse 13, he says, Surely or verily, that's what verily means. I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. For all day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me until, key verse, verse 17, this is why we need to draw near God. This is why we need to get back in church if we're not in church. This is why we need to start running with believers and not unbelievers. We need to run the race with those that can encourage us and exhort us. That's why it says, exhort one another daily. Exhort one another. Forsake not the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is, but more so even as you see the day approaching. Until, he says in verse 17, I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places, thou castest them down into destruction. How are they brought to desolation, as in a moment they are utterly consumed with terrors? As a dream, when one awaketh so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image." Thus my heart was grieved. I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I'm continually with thee, for thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel and afterward receive me into glory. Now this is the man, because of envying the prosperity of the wicked, was about to fall away. His feet were well nigh slipped. Listen to verse 25 when he says, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire. beside thee. See, when he got back in the sanctuary, he got back in proximity to God. He started drawing near to God and God drawing near to him. Listen to verse twenty six, how the first love begins to be renewed. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Praise God. Now listen to verse twenty-seven and twenty-eight is our our proof text today for this message. It's time to draw near. To humble ourselves and draw near to God. Listen. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. Strong language here using this word. You see, this is covenant Israel, covenant people. This is not the world. The world can't go uh, uh, commit spiritual adultery. They can't go a whoring from God because they have never been married to God in the sense of the covenant with God. Amen. But the but Christians can in the new covenant, and and believers could in the Old Testament. Listen to verse 28. But it's good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all of thy works. Amen. If you have your Bible, now let's turn to the New Covenant. And let's see this same uh, situation in the New Covenant in the book of James. And let's begin reading with verse 4. Remember, Those that are far from thee will perish. You see, that's why it's time, dear friend, to draw near to God, to return to God that He might reciprocate and return to us. Look, He he says it's like going a whoring from me. Amen. It's, it's going out and it's interacting with the world. It's, this is a spiritual adulterous situation and a spiritual adulterous generation. And it's still happening to this very day. You say, well, that was old covenant Israel. You know, listen to James chapter four, beginning with verse four. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whoever soever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think the scripture saith, In vain the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? See, he was envious at the prosperity of the wicked in Psalm 73. We can be envious at the prosperity of the wicked right here in the 21st century, in the in the New Covenant. Listen to verse 6. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Submit yourself, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. This is the church. This is not the world yet. The world is already uh, under the wrath of God, away from God, and need to come to God. These are people that came to Christ and are drifting away from him becoming enamored and envious of the world losing sight of the kingdom of God listen to verse 9 be afflicted and mourn and weep let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness humble yourself see this is responding to conviction humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. When we were on the radio and now on our website, most of the time, we say during the invitation, don't continue to run from God. Run to Him. Repent of sin. Receive His forgiveness. And accept Jesus Christ as your Sovereign and your Savior. Listen, friend of mine. Dead religious systems cannot replace A real, genuine relationship with God. And it's that relationship that is broken, that breaks covenant with Him. Jesus warned us, they asked, what shall be the sign of thy coming? When shall these things be in the end of the world? And one of the things He told them in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24, is this, many false prophets shall go out into the earth and deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. That's why I believe we're in the beginning of the falling away. Tribulation will not come. The Antichrist will not be revealed. The son of perdition, the lawless one. Except there come a falling away. First, and this falling away is in in the Greek and and in the Latin is the word that's used for for a divorce, for breaking a covenant once made. That dead religious systems try to replace a genuine relationship with God. Listen to Isaiah twenty-nine and verse thirteen. It says, "Wherefore the Lord said." These people draw near to me with their mouths, and with their lips do they honor me, but have removed their hearts far from me. Jesus quotes this scripture in the New Covenant in Matthew 15 in verse 8. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me, and in verse 9, they worship me in vain. They teach as doctrine the precepts of men. Friend of mine, if we reject the Word of God, God rejects our worship. I want to say it again. If we reject the Word of God that calls us to a real, committed, devoted relationship with God, our worship, however we try to offer something to Him of any spiritual substance or value, our worship is in vain. Oh, but friend, we have access to him. Hebrews 7 and verse 19 said, The law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by which we draw nigh unto God. We have a better hope because we have a better covenant established on better promises because the blood of Jesus speaks of better things than that of bulls, And goats. Praise God. Friend of mine, we have been reconciled unto God. That is the purpose of salvation. You thought it was just a heaven or hell issue. No, that, that's the result of this particular highest of all issues. The just has suffered for the unjust that he might bring us to God. And it's that relationship with God, that koinonia in the Greek, that intimacy, that fellowship. Jesus said, Behold, I stand. And it was a church door in the book of Revelation. And he he, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with him and him with me. And the scripture says in First John, truly our fellowship, our koinonia, is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We have access to God. We've been reconciled to him. And now our fellowship is with him and with Jesus Christ. And the devil wants to pull us away from that intimate, personal devotion with him. And he shows us all the things the world has to offer. He wants us to be too busy to seek the Lord, too busy to gather together, too busy for the word of God, too busy to help one another and encourage one another and be encouraged. I want to say it again. If you're caught up in the falling away and you're drifting with the outgoing tide, Losing sight of the shore. It's not too late. I want to say it loud and clear. It's not too late. We are upstream Christians in a downstream world. And we've got to make a concerted effort. Not to just go with the flow. Because the flow is away from God. It is said that on the... RMS Titanic, it is, it is said, it can't necessarily be proven, but it is said that the band was playing as the ship was sinking nearer, my God, to Thee. And it is for sure and validated that in 1906, the passengers and the crew of a ship called the SS Valencia that sank off the Canadian coast we're singing the words to nearer my God to thee. That's why it is time to humble ourselves and draw near to God. That he might draw near to us. That we might not lose the first love if we've ever had it. And if we've ever had it and it is waning, that we might rekindle the flame of the first love. That's what Jesus told the church at Ephesus. He commended them on all the commendable things that they were doing just right. It must have shocked them when he said, "...but I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Repent and do thy first works, lest I come to you quickly and remove thy candlestick or thy lampstand." In other words, you're going to have that form of godliness, but but you won't have the power of it. You won't have the illumination of it. You won't have the force of it any longer. The presence of God, the glory of God in the midst of His people. He says, this is intolerable to me. You can have all the dogmas and creeds right. You can have all these things right. But in your heart is where I'm looking. And I want love to be motivated, motivating true devotion instead of just stimulating emotion without any depth of earth to it. Friend of mine, God is calling us to love Him with all our mind, soul, heart, and strength. It's the only way to love God acceptably, but we can't do it if we are drifting with the tide We will find the love of many waxing cold, creating the falling away, the falling away. Oh, it's not time to go with the flow. It's time to draw near to God. David Hobbs, if you're listening to this broadcast today, this is a song I remember you singing decades ago when we used to worship together, and the name of the song is I. Have returned. I want to read some verses to that song. It says, I have returned to the God of my childhood, to the simple like faith as a child I once knew. Like the prodigal son, I longed for my loved ones, for the comforts of home, and the God I outgrew. I have returned. To the God of my childhood, Bethlehem's babe, prophet's Messiah. He's Jesus to me, eternal deity. Praise His name. I have returned. I have returned to the God of my mother with unfailing faith for the child of her heart. She said, bring him up in the way that you want him. Thank God when he's grown. He will never depart. Some of you are relating to this. You grew up in a Christian home. You had that kind of guidance, that kind of foundation. Listen, I have returned to the God of my Father, the most godlike man a child could know. I just heard a shout from the angels in glory. Praise the Lord. A child has come home. I have returned to the God of my father, creator of heaven and earth, God of the universe. He's Jesus to me, eternal deity. Praise his name. I have returned. Are you on a journey? Would you begin to go back to the foundation of your faith, to the God of your mother, the God of your father, the God you outgrew? Says I have returned to the Yahweh of Judah. On my knees I did fall, where the wall now stands. The lesson I've learned as I work my way homeward, the Savior of all is a comfort to man. I have returned to the Father of Abraham, Shepherd of Moses. They called him the Great I Am. He's Jesus. To me eternal deity oh praise his name I have returned friend of mine this old world is like that sinking ship this old world it, it, that thinks it will go on forever and people thinking that it'll never end time will never end I'm telling you time is running out and time is short that's why the scriptures tell us to be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit, understanding what the will of the Lord is, redeeming the time. For the days are evil, awake thou that sleepeth. I'm believing God for an awakening, a, a mighty time of spiritual awakening. Everyone that's ever known the Lord and everyone that's ever known the way of the Lord. It's time to come home. It's time to come back to God. It's time to draw near to Him that He might draw near to us. The only consolation in these times, these end times, when men's hearts, failing them for fear, looking at the things which are coming upon the earth... We're seeing the precursors. We're seeing the harbingers of things to come. And the only consolation is when we draw near to God, renew our devotion to Him, and restore our faith in Him, and feel His comfort in these troubled times. I remember when I came to Christ as a young man, as a young boy, really. Service was over in a Pentecostal church. (laughs) And just because they're about to close don't mean it's over. Three women came to the piano and sat down as our pastor said, I believe God is speaking to someone in this audience. And they begin to sing, Come home, come home. Ye who are weary, come home. Softly and tenderly. Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. Over life's ramparts, He's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home, come home. Ye who are weary, come home. Friend of mine, I'll never forget that song. I'll never forget when God began to call me to himself. I fell away. But the same God that called me then called me back. As a backslider, he called me back. And I came back. But when I came back, I didn't come back with a childlike faith i came back with a with an appreciation for my salvation i came back with a determination born out of devotion to him to not look back or go back and i don't care how rich the rich man gets i don't care how proud and arrogant the worldling gets because of their their pride i want to stay humble before my god i want to stay safe under the cover of His wings. I want to be ready. For the soon coming. Of Jesus Christ. How about you today? Is God calling you home? Are you ready. If you're a backslider. To return. To the God of your father. The God of your mother. Even if you grew up in an atheist home. You heard the gospel somewhere. And you Came to Christ and somewhere along the line you begin to drift with the tide. And the tide begin to take you away. A friend of mine, false prophets will help you to fall away. But true prophets and preachers will call you home. They'll call you home like the prodigal son. And God will run to meet you. And He will restore the years that sin and Satan and self has destroyed in your life. Only God can do that, but He can and He will if you'll just come home. Come home. Hallelujah. If you're a sinner, you've never known to the Lord. The Lord, you may be an atheist, I want you to know something. God knows you. He knows you intimately, personally, and He wants you to know Him. Come to Christ today by faith. Amen. Repent of your sin and receive Him as your Lord and Savior. And God will abundantly pardon you. Time is running out. The coming of the Lord is near. Our death may be soon. Oh, friend, regardless of where you are in age, time is running out, but there's still time to come to Jesus. Don't run from Him. Run to Him. And come home. Come home in Jesus' name.